be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? Welcome to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello, and welcome to Why We Are Here. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington. My illuminating guest today is Chris Griscom of the Light Institute, located in Galisteo, New Mexico. She is also founder of the Nazoni School for Global Consciousness, located there as well. Chris Griscom is an accomplished author who has written at least 14 books, which also have been translated into 13 languages. The wisdom of her books, such as Time is an Illusion, Soul Bodies, the Evolution of God, and my favorite, Ecstasy is a New Frequency, combined with her institute, lectures, classes, and interviews, have catapulted her through the years as an eminent spiritual leader with an insightful presence of global stature. Her love for the earth and compassion for all life has fueled her courageous journeys. Today, we'll talk with this energetic life force of light about her esoteric books, The Light Institute, Super Consciousness, Gratitude, Reincarnation, and much more. Hello, Chris. Hello. How fun this is going to be. It's been a long time coming, uh, but we made this happen, didn't we? Yes, we did. It's a perfect moment, Sharon. Well, thank you for being here with us on Why We Are Here. Now, you have a power-filled quote that states, people can be taught to identify with higher consciousness, and you say it's through awareness. How do you identify awareness, and how? what may we be able to do to become more aware, Chris? You know, it's kind of like paying attention. When we're children, it seems like we're not paying attention, but actually our peripheral vision is allowing us to take in information from everywhere, even from the invisible world. All humans have this ability. And so when, when we're talking about awareness, it's really looking at the edge of your consciousness. You know, you might be in a dreaming state. For example, everyone, when they first wake up in the morning, they get ideas. That's because they're in a meditative state, so they're already in a higher level of consciousness. And in that state, ideas and, and messages and energies come to them. And so uh, all we want to do is to realize that we can have any answers that we need, that we want to imagine that we can expand our consciousness and pick from the ethers, from everyone around us, information or energies that support our lives. 
So uh, awareness is simply allowing ourselves to relax enough to see what's out there. It's, it's, it's fascinating that you said, you mentioned the invisible world, and I find myself more and more uh, like the child that I was, where I, I communicated more with the invisible world as a child, and I'm doing that more and more in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk? Can you ta- elaborate a little bit more on that uh, for people to be able to understand what I'm saying and, and what you were saying about the invisible world? I think in actuality, Sharon, people really will understand what you're saying because I think it's happening to us as a soul family on this planet. Uh, with all of this multitasking and stimulation to the brain, uh, we are able to move through the veils a little bit better than we did before. Um, we're more restless with the third dimension. We're looking for magic. Look at the movies and the books and all that's going on on the planet. We are awakening to something that's inside us. And so when we look out from us, we kind of feel, you know, that there's more depth. That's what magic is. That's what consciousness is. You know, it's looking at something without having to react to it and seeing what it is. And this, even in terms of our relationships, looking deeper at who are you <laughs> and who am I, you know. And uh, so uh, I think we're all returning to that childlike state. There is an impingement of galactic energies onto the planet right now, and it's tickling us, you know. We're, we're, we're feeling presence. We're, we feel the life force in a flower or, or what's in the sky. And, um, you know, some people feel like we're falling apart. No, we're not really falling apart. What we're doing is opening up. And it's a great time to be alive. And, you know, now more than when you were a child or when I was a child, we have each other, for example, on this radio program, to be able to say, you're okay. This is, this is true, mm-hmm. what you're perceiving. Trust your intuition. And above all, Seek your own higher self, which is the intuitive essence of your soul, that will open these veils for you and give life more meaning and more more adventure and surprise. Beautiful. And and I was going to mention and, and talk about the exciting times in which we're living, and you just, uh, you know, mentioned all of that. You, know, you talked about, um, let's talk about galactic DNA, because you, you touched upon that a little bit. I'd love to. You know, what I say is in two of my books, one's called um, Soul Bodies and the other is called Psychogenetics, the Force of Heredity, is that we not only have human DNA, but we have angelic DNA, we have devic DNA, and we have galactic DNA. Now, the reason it's so easy to understand that is that we are made of carbon atoms the same atoms that are, that are in the stars or the sun in our whole solar system in the cosmos. So uh, we, we are in a galaxy. We are galactic beings. Some people have more of that uh, cosmic genetics in them than others, which just means that in this lifetime they need to be able to awaken to that or use that. And it's a time when that galactic DNA is very important because imagine, Sharon, there, of course, we're not alone in the cosmos. What a funny idea that would be. Uh, There are beings uh, all over of all kinds um, that have come and gone from planet Earth, and some of them are us (laughs) in other incarnations of the soul. 
And some of them, imagine, are light years more advanced than we. We fuss about energy on this planet and how we could solve this problem and that problem. All we have to do is open our consciousness. And these beings that are flying around on UFOs or on light beams or or whatever that is, they've resolved those problems. So it's really a time for us to not be afraid of that inside us, you know, but to explore what it could mean. Not that we're special or or that uh, we don't like it here. I, I hear so often people say, you know, especially young people, I don't belong to my family. I, I'm not them. Uh, I, I don't belong here on the earth. Uh, and those are usually people that have a lot of galactic DNA because they can't remember something that belongs to them. Same thing happens with incarnations. We can't remember these other incarnations of the soul, but yet they keep pushing on us, impinging on us. And what's exciting about that now is that if we begin to explore it, it will enrich our lives. It will help us to resolve our problems. And you'll find when you feel like you're the only oddball out there that the world is full of uh, people with galactic DNA that can recognize each other and explore uh, deeply what this could mean. Beautiful. And what about, because uh, you, you said something about also the angelic DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've discovered in all of my incarnational work, and I should say to you all, I've been doing incarnational work for 54 years. That's a long time. (laughs) So I've seen a lot of incarnations of the soul. And what I've discovered, not just from my intuition, but from hundreds and hundreds of people having angelic lifetimes, that the angels are our cousin species. They're in the highest octave of the astral in what we call the heaven. They look a little like us, but they don't carry exactly uh, our DNA. They have their own. They don't have birth and death, but they have elements or qualities that are locked inside us. So when people look at an angelic lifetime or they make a connection there, they can begin to activate angelic DNA. Now, what would that be like? It would be like qualities, angelic qualities. Uh, the law of permission, the law of non-interference, the, the capacity to have compassion, uh, to deliver messages, to uplift people, to, to expand and, and uh, take them from fear into a place of love and light. And so angelic DNA is a, is a wonderful quality that, again, we all have to one degree or another. I would say that It isn't always true, but most babies come in with their angelic DNA activated. And then they go to the divic, you know, which is all about nature and climbing the tree and talking to the spirits of flowers, and they go into that level. And then uh, they move kind of into the squeezing of the human uh, DNA, and then they go into this galactic, which uh, expands consciousness not just the mind, and we begin to uh, look at our home in the heavens. So it all moves together. Yes. Uh, What is your take on what's happening in regards to feminine energy and masculine energy on the planet? Uh, After all, we are on Mother Earth. So could you talk about balance, balance and what's going on? Yes. 
Uh, thank you. I, I love to talk about that. First of all, I always want to say to everyone, you are half your mother and half your father. It could be that your father held the feminine energy, the nourishing, the protecting feminine mothering energy. It could be that your mother uh, had that young or masculine energy, which was go out and construct and orchestrate and organize. And so we never know who's carrying what kind of energy because we all have that. But it's a wonderful time for both men and women to explore the feminine energy because after eons of time in our universe, in our galaxy, of expanding the galaxy, using the yang energy, the masculine energy of construction, we are coming back to the invisible world, to the unmanifest uh, realities that are there that are important for us to begin to access and to harvest. And so, uh, as never before, women can use the wisdom, the intuition that we've been allowed, that little boys have not been so allowed, uh, to, um, to help and to be present and to uh, recognize that as part of our gift, uh, not only in the third dimension, but into all the dimensions. And I always say to people, people suffer so much because of divorce, and they worry about their children. And having created this Nijoni School for Global Consciousness, I can tell you all that children are always saying to me, why didn't my parents just divorce? Because I've had to put up with five years or ten years of their silence or their fighting or their unhappiness. Why didn't they just separate? And when we go back to the moment of conception and allow a young person, it could be a 5-year-old, it could be a 16-year-old, to look into why they chose their parents. It's so amazing, Sharon, because they will often say, oh, I knew my parents would divorce. I know that. And so what happens in divorce, for example, is that fathers who might only have their children for a weekend, let's say, they suddenly have to be the mother. They have to take care of food. They have to actually be home and be present with their children. And so they're learning this feminine, mothering, Mother Earth quality. And this is a gift to men on the planet at this time because they long for that. They don't have the power of giving birth. Yes. And I do love the fact that more men today are present at birth because it allows them to see their, the woman in a different way and to also bond with their child in a new way, in a more nurturing, again, using that feminine uh, quality. So yes. what we want to do is to recognize that all of us are, are males and females, to say nothing of our many lifetimes, so that we can learn to wield those energies there are times when men have to be tender and have to be intuitive and have to use that, that kind of energy. And there are times when females have to be visible and, and step out. And so each can balance the other. At the Light Institute, we use a series of sessions called the Inner, the inner Female, the Inner Male. But before that, we usually do Inner Father, Inner Mother so that each one has the feeling of being the, the procreator, you know? Yes. Now, it's amazing to see a man go through an experience of giving birth. <laughs> it's very powerful. Uh, and so when we can have our own experiences of that, we do better. 
We do better in our outside life, in the bodies that we carry. So uh, that's what's going on on the planet. You know, there's a lot of um, homosexuality, and uh, people don't really see what that is. They don't understand it. But it allows for uh, that hunger to play the other part. Okay. No, to play the other part. So it's a real opening today uh, of taking off the limitations, sort of the snake shedding its skin of saying, I'm only a woman, I'm only a man, I'm only this, I'm only that, to realize, oh dear, you are so much more than you define yourself as. (laughs) I even experienced something that I I wanted to share with you. When I was a little girl, my parents Mm -hmm. separated when I was three, and I spent a long time wanting them, picturing them back together, and I could look at pictures of them together and see all of me by looking at both of them. Years later, they did get back together again, maybe like 20 years later. And uh, and I helped helped kind of put that together, you know? And when my mother came, yeah. Yeah, and my father passed away in 2005, but they were together. They ended up together. And it did a lot of healing for me, you know? Yes, it did. But you know, if you'd had that... that point of consciousness to see that you knew that they would separate and that you were a part of, you know, it's a triad. It's a sacred triad, mother, father, child. Yes. And that you've probably been their parent. And one thing I know about clearing the parents is that every child, 100% of the time, has been the lover or the partner of one or both of the parents. And so you really played a powerful role at bringing them back together, not out of guilt or not even out of your need, but something that belonged together. And you knew it. You knew they belonged together. And so that's an incredible story. Thank you. I'd like to talk to you about, uh, before we go to break, your book, which is the best book I've ever read and mm-hmm. and taken in, not just read, but it's in my heart, about reincarnation, mm-hmm. incarnation, mm-hmm. life, and so-called death. And, and that book is Ecstasy is a New Frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share with us how this book came about? Oh, well, <laughs> it, it, certainly it came about uh, with a pushing on me through my own inner voice, my own divine higher self, who said, you know... First of all, you need to help people understand levels of consciousness because everyone has these stories. They have a sense of place. They have a sense of they look at a person, they feel like they know them. Uh, they have, of course, a recognition that, that somehow we are bigger than being born and struggling and dying. And uh, I think that death has been one of my great teachers. And the first story that I tell in that book was of holding my first of many, I'm sad to say, dying uh, children in my arms as a Peace Corps volunteer, and then becoming furious at God at the injustice and how could this be. And that really pushed me into the recognition of um, balance and purpose that's beyond what we understand, what we can understand with our limited, puny little intellectual minds. And as I began to understand death, I began to recognize life and more about our purpose. You know, I would say to you that uh, the purpose of life is the evolution of the soul. 
And that means that through all of our experiences, each one has purpose to illuminate us, not to make us suffer, not to make us angry or confused, but to show us that uh, what is real is way, way beyond what we can see in the third dimension. There is a matrix, you know, Mm. there is a web of consciousness, not only in, in our world, but into the cosmos. And so I wrote that book to whisper to people, what you feel, what you sense is true. And what you want to do is pull away the veil so that you not only can recognize it in your consciousness, but that you can release it energetically, which gives an impulse to the evolution of your soul. Yes. It helped me. It helped me a lot with even gratitude. And, I, and how important is gratitude? Oh, I think gratitude is crucial to our sense of self. You know, I always say, well, you should be grateful to your life, to the people in your life, to everything outside you. Above all, you should be grateful to your body that's carrying you through this life rather than being afraid. You should be grateful to your consciousness that allows you to to have a sense you know, we have 70 senses, not five or six senses, with which to comprehend our purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And so and the more that we expand that, the more naturally grateful we are. Uh, I make myself unpopular sometimes by saying, you know, in the Judeo-Christic ethic, there's <laughs> been a lot of conversation about self-righteousness. You should be grateful. No. <laughs> What's important is that you actually experience gratitude. Gratitude for yourself, for your life. And, and as you have that for yourself, as you have a sense of recognition of self, not just as, an, as a personality self or a body self, but as a soul being, then even your enemies you recognize as your soul friends, and then you can have gratitude for all your experiences. Because sometimes it's the ones that rub our nose in it <laughs> that we need to be the most grateful to. Yes. And you know, Sharon, and I think all of us recognize this, we can be very angry at an experience and we think, well, I should be grateful, but I don't feel that. But a, a year from now or five years from now, we look back and we feel grateful that it fell the way it did. Well, we have to take a short break for a commercial. And right. we'll be right back with Chris. But if you'd like to reach us at Voice America's Why We Are Here, please go to Sharon at info, and let us know what's on your heart and mind. And we'll be right back with my inspirational guest, Chris Griscom. Don't go away. Stay tuned for more. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. 
To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show. And we are back with my radiant guest, Chris Griscom of the Light Institute. Hi, Chris. Hello again. You interact with nature, and uh, I want to talk about your interaction with whales. Can you please talk about how we can gain uh, from understanding these magnificent creatures and, and what they've taught you? Fantastic. I've been taking people for many years down to Baja, California, to be with the gray whales because they seem to actually choose humans. They are imprinting their, their babies with human touch. Uh, all on their own. And first of all, let me just say a couple things about whales. They've been on the planet at least 2 million years longer than humans, and they have uh, developed their brains in a particular way. Now, their brains are very similar to ours in that they have their lobes and so forth, but they never completely lose consciousness. There's always a part of their brain that, that is aware. And... Uh, so I feel that they, they're galactic beings. They, they are on this planet, uh, but they are coming from um, you know, constellations beyond ours. And it was fascinating to me the first time I went to be with the whales to see that their auric fields, you can't find the end of them. They go out across the ocean and they go up into the cosmos. And that's very unique because even the most sacred masters we have on the planet, you can see their oiled fields. But with the whales, it just goes on forever. Mm-hmm. What I feel that they have to offer humans is uh, a kind of uh, wisdom and awareness and presence that has let go of um, the negative kind of chatter that humans engage in. I'll tell you a little funny story. Um, a, a few years ago, I was so impressed with their auric fields and their peace and their presence, and I said, I'm going to superimpose a whale's brain into my brain mm. because I really wanted to tune in and I wanted to, to be like them. And I feel that they are our older brothers, if you will. Mm-hmm. on a genetic scale or a cosmic or a spiritual scale. And so I did that. I superimposed the whale brain onto my brain. I immediately got a temperature of 106. I immediately Oof. went blind. I immediately went stiff, and it took me about 24 hours to come out of it. 
I'm not sure what I got from that. But what I'd say to all of you listeners is to, you don't have to be at the sea, although it's wonderful to go and and be with whales anywhere on the planet, Uh, especially, for example, in Baja, California, where they come up and allow you to touch them. But extend your consciousness to them and see what they offer you because they have relationships with each other uh, that are different than ours, that seem more elevated. Uh, they are amazing, amazing beings. Last year, uh, when I took a group to Baja, California, I had a, a baby whale, maybe three weeks old, stand on its tail, and and stand on its tail, and I kissed it, and it talked to me. It, it, the baby and I talked to each other for about mm-hmm. five minutes. They said they'd never seen a whale do that for that long. And uh, there's a darling picture of it on my website or, or YouTube or Facebook, this wonderful whale. And, you know, I think all of us feel that, whether it's a whale or a dolphin or a fish, or especially from the sea, I think is important, because the sea is our mother, you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so there's something very special about um, the, that salted fluidity in, in, in a whale that also echoes into us. It gives us a point of recognition that's very powerful. Uh, but you can just, you know, quietly sit and extend. You could see a picture of the whale and put your hand on it, for example, and extend your consciousness to the whale and feel that that ageless, uh, beautiful, expanded consciousness. Would you say they're of uh, super consciousness, Chris? Yes, I really would. I really would. What's very interesting about the gray whales is that they were hunted almost to extinction. And so a scientist might say, well, they kept coming back to these bays just out of instinct, but that's not true because why would they not have an instinct of survival and stay very away from humans and human boats? Instead, mm-hmm. they push their babies up to the boats, and they come up. Uh, again, they're seeding themselves, and they're seeding us. So it's going back and forth. I would call that a super consciousness, a consciousness that goes beyond, you know, the fear of survival, uh, all of those limited, uh, typical survival energies, way beyond it. The website, can you say your website? Because I know a lot of people listening are going to want to go right there and see that whale in you, the baby whale. <laughs> yeah, it's at the light at lightinstitute.com. Or they could just look me up, Chris Griscom, on Facebook. And I think that picture is still up because I'm going uh, just next week. I'm taking a group down to have a, an intensive whereby we will look at galactic consciousness and interspecies communication and, and sense of self and all of those things. And so that's why that whale picture is up there. But I know that when people see it, they will automatically feel that they themselves are kissing the whale. You know, because it belongs to us all. There's something I've learned about consciousness and humanity, and that is what happens to you happens to me. We are all linked telepathically, psychically, spiritually. And so just looking in that picture will give them a sense of belonging uh, to that world. Yes. I I love when you're talking about the oneness. Uh, Can you kind of, in your own words, speak of that oneness and also um, speak of individuality as well? Can you do that, Chris? It's it's 
Oh, thank you, Sharon. That's such a lovely dance. It makes me giggle a little bit, you know, because there is a oneness. And the Chinese have said for forever and ever um, that everything is connected to everything, you know. And then Einstein came up with a theory of relativity, and he was saying the same thing, you know, that ultimately in the yin and the yang, whatever you are comes back into me. We are all connected, and that's the oneness. Now, when we say oneness, we, we hope, you know, that we're going to be one, but we will always be individuated because we chose that. Individuation is something that galactic beings are coming onto our planet looking for because our beautiful individuation allows us more points of access of new experiences to feel love in a trillion different ways, to to have harmony, uh, to feel that oneness in a moment, for example, when you're both thinking the same thought, or you look out at people and and feel I belong to them. They belong to me. You know, we feel that sometimes better with our dogs or with our animals or, or something than we do with the two-leggeds. And that's one of the purposes of our lives right now is to bring humans into a higher octave of harmony, as have many galactic species done, so that we can have the telepathic communication that is in our DNA. And when we have that, how can you have a war? If you're thinking something nasty about me, I will know it. And therefore, mm-hmm. you will stop thinking that. <laughs> you yeah. know? So oneness and individuation are like the yin and the yang. They move into each other. We can be, have our individuation, our uniqueness, and yet all the infinite points of reference that are beyond just human genetics, beyond the human DNA, that bring us together, that allow us to, um, to enrich each other. Yes. Through our relationships, through the awareness of um, how we connect. Now, Chris, you've done so much. Twice you've been recognized by the Indian Board of Alternative Medicines that's based in Calcutta, India. You've also yeah. received, yes, numerous awards, Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, respectively for your work with AIDS patients. Yes. And I'd like to note and let our listeners know out there that the past recipients of the awards that Chris has received include the late Mother Teresa and the Dalai Lama. So that's something mm-hmm. I, I really want them to know out there. And do you feel as if you've lived more than one lifetime just in this incarnation? Oh, my goodness. I feel I've lived many, many lifetimes just in this time. And sometimes, you know, people will say to me something like, well, you know, I'm struggling enough with this lifetime. Uh, what can I learn from the past? I don't need to go into the past. I need to be in the present." And what my higher self always says, what you're creating as your present right now, who you belong to, what you do, how you feel, uh, what your opportunities or your great gifts are, uh, or what you're learning, they are all connected to infinite incarnations of your soul. Because time is an illusion, one of my first books, and this is true. So when we look at a lifetime, we not, it's not to look at it, you know, it's not to say, oh, well, I was this or I was that. It's actually to dissolve it, mm-hmm. to see what is the soul learning. You know, you might have been a terrible dark lord. What a gift, because we're intelligent. You're not going to be a dark lord now. 
but you're going to have compassion for for a negative perspective. Or you might have been a great healer or a great ruler um, or had different talents or learned something uh, about spirituality. And when you look at a lifetime like that and you let it go, energetically, then the energies of it come back. And that's the beauty. Not only do you say, we would say as facilitators, well, is anyone in this lifetime someone you've known or met in your present lifetime? And there's always someone, oh, yes, that's my uncle, oh, that's my lover, oh, that's my somebody else, my friend. And so it really helps us to let go of our self-judgment or judgment of others. And the beauty of it is, is that we are participating in the flow of energy, and that energy comes back to us in ways that support our life now. That's why I do it. And you never know what lifetimes are going to come up. You know, we have many themes. We might look at a lifetime about power or spirituality or relationship or money or helplessness or who knows what, sexuality. And as we look at those lifetimes from around the circle, you know, both the, both the ones that we, we would say, well, I would never be that way now, you know, because I was the bad guy. But it helps us to be the bad guy. Because it, it frees us from pretending that we, that we're always the good guy or that there is such a thing as good and evil, you know? Because they are connected, let me say. And yes. so, uh, it's wonderful. I would never do something to talk about the past, you know, just to yak about what you should have done. Should is not a word that, that I love in my vocabulary. Mm. But, uh, when we can have an illumination, of experiences, we realize these are all just experiences that help us to evolve. We're not stuck anywhere. And so it really pushes us onward and it changes our perception of ourselves and our world at the present. And that's why people come and do it. Yes. We're in an age of of medicating. Uh, I want to talk about health and nutrition and and how it's important Mm -hmm. what we take into our bodies. Mm -hmm. How do you eat? Well... You know, I'm, I would say 90% of the time I'm a vegan, uh, but I'm an intelligent vegan or a vegetarian, if you will, in that I'm, uh, I would say I eat, if you had to title it, I would say I'm a body eater, which means that I ask my body. Because in working, I worked in nutrition and, and childbirth in the Peace Corps, and what I learned is that each body is different at every second. So taking in a medicine because the doctor says, well, you weigh this, this amount, and therefore you should take that medicine. First of all, taking a medicine is, is uh, usually an imbalance in the body because the body doesn't get to say, I want this now, but I don't want it an hour from now. You know, or I don't want it this way, I want it that way. And so what I would say about how we eat and how we nourish our bodies is really to ask your body what you want right now. And you'll be amazed at how you'll feel. My gosh, my body is saying, I don't want this right now. If you ask your body if you should eat sugar, it might say no. If you ask it if it wants chocolate, it might say yes because of the chemicals in the chocolate. So I never say this is bad and this is good. But I say, um, listen to your body. And when people start listening to the bodies, the truth is they do start eating less meat, they do uh, change the way they eat. I would always recommend that you energize your food so that you can digest it, put your hand over it. And this is that gratitude thing, and you know, whether it's a carrot or a, or a, a cow, it's, mm-hmm. it's offered something to you. Yes. And so you want to uh, 
come into alignment with that food, you'll digest it better and you'll be more harmonious. Yes. So and my body are... is very picky. I, I love fish, but my body won't let me eat it. But I would never say to you, no, don't eat fish. I would say, now pay attention because a lot of fish has mercury in it and it's going to mess up your brain. You know, so there are a lot of things to consider, but it's so simple. What do you want, body? You know? Uh, and, and as you do that, you will begin to free yourself from cravings. So we need to educate ourselves. And it's an exciting time, Sharon, because if you want to know, you know, uh, what foods are good for you or this or that, and there's a, a wealth of information about how foods influence your body. When I was in the Peace Corps, and I studied all these things, and I'd say, look what this B vitamin does. It does this and this. And, and then I would look through the medical journals, and I would see that nobody did anything with that information. Yes. So in today's world, we have a lot of information, and ultimately your body is the master. So when it comes to medication, again, um, I would say we have a set of sessions at the Light Institute called Soul Lessons Through the Body. So we would always say, take your symptom. And let's go back and see uh, what started it way before you had this symptom. You know, because I have found that there's only one disease on the planet. It's the disease of fear. Mm. Whatever, you have a headache, you have a stomachache, it's coming from something that has impinged. Perhaps you picked it up from somebody else, and it's not even really yours. You walked into a shopping mall, and everyone's anxious about money, and you suck in that fear. Suddenly, you have indigestion, and you just have a headache, and you feel exhausted. We're going to do this, Chris. We're going to take another break, but we're going to come (laughs) back, and and I... I really want you to elaborate on fear. So let's take a quick break. Okay. (laughs) All right. And in the meantime, you may find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or email Sharon at whywearehere.info if you have any questions for our celebrated guest, Chris Griscom. Also, please go to IsisRoseCreations.com and the contact page to tell us your version of why we are here. And we'll bring one of you onto the show to elaborate. And you'll also receive a few awesome gifts from the Empowerment Channel. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the following announcement. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable personal transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back once again, and I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, here with my luminary guest, Chris Griscom, author of 14 powerful books of enlightenment. Chris, are you there? I am indeed. And during the break, um, Chris just offered up a couple of her books uh, and that she's going to be uh, loaning to us here, giving to us here at the Empowerment Channel at Why We Are Here for that person who wins and is able to come on the show and elaborate on why we are here with some of the other gifts. So thank you so much for that, Chris. I'm delighted to do that. Before we um, took for break, we were talking about fear. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And then we'll get to some questions from uh, a lot of people. Okay, I'll I'll speak very briefly about it because I do want to hear all of your questions. But fear is something that we have from the moment before conception and certainly through death. And we're so used to it that we don't even recognize when we're fearful. Most of all, we're afraid of our bodies. And uh, so we treat at the Light Institute fear as if it were an energy because it is. It's not just a concept and it's not a word. So what I would say is that we give these exercises, ask your body where it holds fear and then send color into that place. Or ask your body where it holds confidence. So there are ways for you to, to move from fear to fearlessness. One of my books is called uh, Healing of Emotion, Awakening the Fearless Self. We can be fearless. That's what time it is on this planet. Mm. What's your take on why we're here, Chris? Uh, the simple answer for me is the evolution of the soul. You see, everything you experience or think or move through or become illuminated about echoes back into the invisible and, and pushes the evolution of the cosmos. We can't ever imagine that we have that kind of influence, but we do. So everything that we experience in life has purpose. Chaos is very purposeful. It's called synergy. And so we are here to evolve, to, uh, to give ourselves permission to, to laugh and to cry and to grow, but above all, to see beyond the limitation of the third-dimensional world. And it's happening on the planet now. It's a great time uh, to be here. Isn't and it? And imagine when you talk about uh, relativity and oneness that you may be here to help a, a million people just by mm-hmm. your presence, by your thoughts, by your meditations, by your smiles and your touch. It's beautiful. We're going to take these questions, okay? Sure. Okay. The first question is from Lily from Denver, Colorado. She mm. wants to she wants to know what is real love? And does everyone have a true love? Mm. Lily, uh everyone has a true love and your truest love is is the depth of your spiritual uh, self. Uh true love is absolutely unconditional. And it doesn't mean the buying and selling that I talk about in all my books, which is I'll love you, but you have to love me back, you know, or I'll, I'll give you this much, but you give me that much. So true love is letting go of buying and selling um, and sort of wielding a relationship. True love uh, comes in many forms. It can be one moment the friend, one moment the lover, one moment the, the student. 
student, one moment the enemy. All of those things allow love to express. Love, the expression of love, is the power of our choice. You know, we can be reactive or we can be the givers. So I would say true love is being the giver. And she also wants to know, what is a soulmate versus a twin flame? Thank you, Lily. Yes. Oh, I make myself uh, unpopular, really, by talking about that. Because humans, because we're we're individuated in such a way, you're either a woman or a male, so we're always longing for the partner. In reality, we have, my higher self says, we have 5,000 possible perfect mates in a lifetime that will, soul friends, that will teach us whatever it is that we're learning in order to evolve. So we need to let go of the twin soul, the twin flame. Anybody can be your twin flame. If you will say, who are you? How can I love you better? Wonderful. Next question is from Charlie. Charlie is from Topanga Canyon, California. And he wants to know, what does New Earth mean? And do you think there are people who have manipulated history and information to keep everyone from knowing their true selves? Oh, yes. <laughs> there have always been somebody or groups of somebodies who manipulate. There are even galactic beings who maybe influence the genetic encoding of humans. Um, but what I would say is what time it is on this planet, Charlie, is to take our attention off what the other guys are doing Nobody can manipulate you unless there's some purpose that you are allowing. So you're not helpless. We're not the victims of some powerful beings that are causing the wars and the destruction. Yes, there is an element of that that's true. But what's interesting, Charlie, and what will show you who you are and why you're here is to feel the power that you have to be your true self and to become aware of the infinite ways we are manipulated. We're manipulated the way we sit on Facebook or watch TV. Uh, what do you want? Uh, okay. It's time to awaken and have the energy to be the initiators. Uh, I learned this the hard way by almost being killed by people who wanted to get rid of me. It's not about the other guy. It's about you, Charlie. So let go of that. There is a new earth. Uh, the Native American would say that we've gone through six Earths, you know, many seas of humanity and consciousness on this planet. And for the first time, we're aware that we, that we have come again and again into body through your parents, through your psychogenetics, through your incarnations of the soul. So what you want to do is to explore how you make this a new Earth every day. Okay, it's we have your a perception. It's your consciousness. Thank you. Sorry about that. We have a question from Elizabeth Ann, and she's from Pasadena, California. She wants to know what you have to say about Christ consciousness. My mother always used to say, if you want to know how you are, look at your friends. So I would say Christ consciousness is a wonderful expression of a very high uh, spiritual energy, an energy without judgment, an energy with compassion, an energy of love and healing, and uh, where there is no blame and, and no fear, and that's Christ consciousness. We say when we look at light, because I use light as a way of healing, that Christ consciousness is a beautiful golden yellow frequency because it holds the gold of, of manifestation or visibility with the yellow of consciousness. Uh, 
And so I think it's wonderful, but I don't think it's a way of saying only Christians can have Christ consciousness. <laughs> okay. I think all beings can have that uh, and, and use it as its energy or use it through its name. Thank you. And one more quick question. Uh, this is from Patrick, and he is from Phoenix, Arizona, and he wants to know about what you feel about the God particle in science, and what do you think of their exploration? I think that it, it is a, a giggle that uh, we have always wanted to understand and, and um, touch something. And so science is working very hard today to to begin at last to include something that up to this moment has been untouchable and unknowable. And uh, there is a physics of the God consciousness, but we have to take it out of the illumination uh, or the limitation of a, a being, you know, yes. a male Christ, a male God, and see God in each other, as one great guru said, so that that God spark, of course, is in all things. We have attempted to uh, clone humans. We cannot clone the divine essence. I call God the divine source, and Beautiful. it belongs to us all. Fantastic. Before you go, I, I have a question I always ask all my guests, and, and uh, I'm in love with the Matrix movies, okay? Here's the question. Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Oh, my, it's been so long since I saw that movie that I can't remember which one meant which. But if you don't know what it is first, I'd always take the blue pill. Okay. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Chris, it's been wonderful. It's been such an adventure and pleasure having you on Why We're Here. Thank you so much for coming on. No, it is I that thank you, Sharon, for the gift that you give to everyone. And I would love to do it again with you, and I will send you all the gifts we have at the Light Institute as long uh, as you like. It is my great blessing and support. Thank you. We'll definitely have you back on because I had tons of other questions. We actually had other questions from people out there, too, so we'll definitely have you back on. Thank you. Oh, let's do it. And uh, my great love to you all. Thank you. And now for my final thought. My guest today, Chris Griscom of the Light Institute, is a significant presence on the planet. Through her books and institute, she continues to assist in clarity, awareness, divine consciousness, and is the example of what it is to live in gratitude without fear. Whenever present, she brings a message of pure devotion that activates the remembrance and lifestyle of our true nature, which is knowing that all life is sacred. She believes in and has dedicated her life to assisting in the awakening around the globe with a message of peace, unconditional love, joy, and vitality. We are all gifts and gifted if we only seek to be all we're meant to be. And it's essential that we all take a moment to pause in wonder and gratitude while pontificating on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. We are all a beautiful, natural part of creation as co-creators aligned with the divine essence, making life happen. Until next time, please keep me in your hearts. And I promise to always keep you in mind. Remember the magnificent kingdom, queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth, lifted by Father Sky, and continue to walk in courage and wisdom side by side with the ancestors. Have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, empowerment coach, healer, and visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington.
hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Keep your